People are starting to join. We'll give it another couple of seconds for a couple more people to join, and then we'll and I'll share these. Um, you guys are already sharing. being slow today fighting you it's a lot of people it. on the internet today i think yeah that's where everything's been all right uh we can essentially get started up um and i'll trim off the beginning later on so that all this is gone but uh so i'd like to welcome everybody that's here so far um this is dennis from squawsmarine.com say hi dennis Hi, Dennis. How's everybody? <laughs> so uh, to continue on with our uh, our interview series, uh, which has now morphed into a dram of diving, which is kind of going to be an offshoot, which is interesting. Um, we're just going to involve whiskey later on, apparently. Uh, bad influences showing up and making some fun times. But uh, so why don't you give us a rundown, just real quick, generally what Squalus Marine is, what kind of project it is, what, what your goals are. Well, um, SqualusMarine.com is uh, something I started about uh, in 2012. Um, the, when the GoPros first started coming on the scene, um, started messing around underwater with them a little bit. And we were making some silly videos. And a friend of mine who, who passed away said to me, he's like, you should try to make something like legitimate. So. Uh, I kind of took that um, to, to heart and said, well, if I can film all the stuff that I film underwater and kind of make a show out of it, um, it would be great. You know, I think we could we could post on YouTube and all that good stuff. So um, started started off doing stuff, uh, just kind of showing people things that they could identify with from the surface. So we were doing like navigational markers and lighthouses and all this other stuff. And at the, we had just stopped, you know, working on a wreck and I started doing this project. And um, one of my wreck dive buddies was like, you got to stop filming the spider crabs and the starfish. And I'm like, I got to start somewhere. I got to build to it. So um, we, uh, we started putting them out and we started to get a lot of uh, attraction and, and people started watching it and sharing it. Um, and it, it just, it started to grow from there. Um, my goal is to basically show people that diving in the Northeast is a real possibility. Um, I think a lot of people, have you know bad experiences for the one-off time that they maybe they do their open water cert and I'm, I'm primarily based in long island sound but a lot of people may have a bad experience in the sound because it's cold or you know certain things happen but um show people that if you if you spend more time you know exploring and seeing things and honing your skills it's actually not a bad body of water to dive in and to and to you know continue to dive in so um i, I started having a lot of uh you know, collaboration with dive shops were very supportive. Um, we had a couple guys, um, 
you know, email us and say, we're getting certified because of your videos, you know, because nice. we didn't realize that you could actually see stuff up here. Um, the sound is probably, I would say, the most challenging in regards to visibility. Um, and a lot of the stuff like, so we've gotten great visit in Boston. We've gotten stuff. We did some diving in Maine. We did some stuff uh, off the South Shore and it kind of blows people's minds. So it's good to kind of, I guess you could say, like show people what they're missing. So that's, you know, that's for the most part, that's kind of why I continue to do it. Um, and uh, it's just, it's been well received. We've been able to branch off into uh, seminars and things like that, kind of slowed down a little bit because life happens. And yep. um, I used to, I used to work for a um, over the road uh, seafood company. So I used to drive to Maine twice a week and have a fair amount of more free time uh, to kind of do this. Now I have a new position, so it's, you got to pay the bills. Um, We've also had some projects that we work on that, you know, they don't always make it to the silver <laughs> screen. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's certain things that we research. So, you know, it's kind of a matter of time management. But uh, we do plan on on continuing to do more this year. Um, we have some opportunities down in North Carolina that I think we only have two videos out of North Carolina, but I think we'll be we'll be shooting out a bunch more this year. All things, uh, you know, start to normalize. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to clear up really quick, this is all kind of, for the most part, what you're showing is recreational type of range. Most divers yep. can do. This is not, um, some of the other interviews we've done is deeper kind of crazier type stuff. Um, but so, so they're more open water, advanced, deep, deep specialty type of dive, dives you're showing, right? Yeah. My, my level of certification mm -hmm. is, um, you know, simple nitrox, advanced open water. Uh, you know, I dive in a dry suit. Um, there's so much to do from 130, 140 and shallow. I mean, especially in the sound, a, a lot of the stuff in the sound that's on the deeper side of the pool, anything, you know, 130, 140 and down to, you know, 180, 190. I mean, the Benjamin Packard's down there. I think it's at 180, but it's, it's, it just looks like a canoe. It's a yeah. really big canoe. So, so it's not really worth going to check out stuff like that. I mean, there's, I'm sure that there's some really interesting stuff down there. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's, it's pretty much all the same after 70 feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, again, it just becomes the issue is, uh, is, um, gas management. But, uh, I haven't, I'm starting to get into a higher level of certification. I have a lot of buddies that are tech certified that do all the cool kid stuff. Um, you know, the stuff 282 for that's, that's out of my range right now, but, it's good because the stuff here, you could be in 70 feet and have viz that may be comparable. You know what yeah. I mean? At 280. Um, and it's just, you don't have to worry about it. These guys, some of these, some of my friends have rebreathers and they can be like, we're going to be back in three hours. And I'm like, uh, we got to get home at some point kids. So, because it's so shallow. So, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like really provocative stuff and interesting stuff, yeah. you know, between 50 and a hundred. You yeah, know, there's a lot of stuff to look at. Definitely. Forewarning, all of those friends just joined the Facebook Live and they're chirping off there. Um, losing their minds, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Goudreau's a meat truck driver. You're a seafood truck driver. That makes sense. Like, that's, you know, I'm not sure if you guys met on the road at, like, a meat truck driver convention or not. But, um, yeah. So, uh, let's do this one. Um, what is... So you do some exploratory, you do ping different things, and you do some exploratory type stuff to find new stuff, right? Is that a, um, what was the biggest letdown you've had where you've been like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing, and it was a pile of rocks? 
Um, well, there's one time, wasn't a pile of rocks, but we, we had a, a really strange anomaly way up in New Haven, which is a little bit of a ride for my boat. Uh, and uh, you got to pick your day. And, and we went all the way out there and saw this really gnarly thing. And again, it's, it's part of the adventure. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you go out, you kind of, if you're just going to, if you're, you're expecting a home run every day, um, it's, you know, you're going to be disappointed sooner or later. But we ended up driving up to New Haven and, and we saw this really just odd anomaly. And um, we dropped down on it. And it turned out just to be a wooden barge that was all smashed up in every different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit, you know, it's a 30 mile round trip, you know, <laughs> just for that. But yeah. You know, diving's a lot like buying scratch-off tickets. Yeah, <laughs> it costs you money, but you got to keep trying. Um, now, there's the other side of the coin. Yep. So the other side of the coin is, I had one diver who said to me, "Don't, don't put anything online. Don't tell anybody anything." And I'm like, "It's all underwater. There's, you know, for the most part, a lot of these numbers are NOAA sites. I'm not finding stuff that's been unidentified. NOAA's been through here a hundred times over." So a lot of these sites have been identified by NOAA as wrecks or obstructions. And you just kind of go down and take a look. See. Well, we started doing it. And I'd say about two years into it, the biggest audience that we got were fishermen. Because yep. these guys never get a chance to see what's down there. So, um, but I would never connect the two. Like if somebody gave me numbers, they were confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, so they weren't shared. Um, we had one gentleman reach out and say he used to dive about 10, 20 years ago and he had these wrecks and he said, you should go film them. So I said, all right, so give me the numbers. And we went, it was a good 20 miles out and we scanned it. This massive anomaly. It was like, I think it was like a hundred feet, 200 feet long with a really huge beam. And it was an old wooden ship. I think it was the Myronis, but we haven't confirmed that. It's just mm-hmm. that's been missing around in the neighborhood. So on the way back, to um, Bridgeport, we stopped and we scanned another wreck. And unfortunately there were three fishermen on it, so we couldn't dive it. We asked fishermen, how long are you gonna be here? And they're like, um, we're gonna be here, you know, as long as we want. Just weren't really friendly, which is fine. Yep. They have a right to be there if they're there first. So then we went and scanned another anomaly and I scanned a couple times and it wasn't provocative enough for me to go down and look at. So then scanned another one. And I spent about 40 minutes just doing passes, passes, passes. And when we went down, we just kind of pawed around. The other guy that I was diving with, he thought it was going to be a pile of rocks. And when we got down there, I spent about 20 minutes trying to find the actual wreck because it's, it's, the visit isn't great. And you just kind of pawed yourself around. And we ended up finding a bell. Wow. And it was the only time on it. If you, if you look up the accidental wreck, that's the video. And it was crazy because I wasn't even bringing bags with me. We just went down, kind of looked around, and we just saw this little green dome coming out of the mud. And I said, no way, that's not it. I, I actually thought it was the cover of an acetylene tank, and it turned out to be an actual bell. So it's all shot in the dark. Um, it's a numbers game. I'm in sales. It's kind of how it is. The more cold calls you make, the more sales you get, and the ratios are lot lower than the amount of calls. So um, if you can if you can get out there and keep looking, you are bound to find something sooner or later. So this is like a 2015. I'm throwing the video up there right now. It's a, the accidental yeah. wreck. Let me put that up there so people can find yeah, that. Yeah, we, didn't, super we weren't even party. expecting to go there that day. It was kind of a fluke. And um, 
it just it was just their players' day, and it was so funny because I go down there and I'm like, oh, it's like there's a boiler over here and some other stuff, and and I find it, and it's just I have no bag, yeah, and and a, you know, a, a, it's like a ten pound bell weighs really heavy when you have no bag and you're, uh-huh. and you're trying to do your safety stop and you're just like save my baby save my baby uh-huh. so um ended up you know i i got to the back of the boat there's a little bit of current and where it was and i called for my buddy who's on the surface and i said take this and get this over the gunnel and it was the last thing he expected me to handle yeah. on that time <laughs> and uh you know we ended up cleaning it up and uh you know no names on it of course yep. so it's a bell. We don't know if it's the bell. Where does it live? I think I've been back two or three times. Say it again. Where does it live? Where does it hang out? The house or? Where it, well, I had a, a few people who um, felt it was necessary to, um, I guess you could say, kind of poke around about artifact recovery. Mm. So it is now in the hands of the Connecticut State Archaeologist. Yep. So, um, you know, he has it. Um, I, uh, there was a, a lot of information that was uh, transferred, you know, for where it was found, where on the wreck it was found. I mean, I, I'm, I have nobody to really leave a lot of stuff to, so it's yep. kind of not really in the world. I would rather, I, to be honest with you, I would rather people, people from, you know, the area that it belongs to get to see it. Yep. You know, it's interesting. Um, it would have been cooler if it had a name on it, but a bell's a bell. Yeah, a bell's a bell. Yep. Grass is grass. Yeah. So you got a good collection of bottles behind you. I like it. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my fight against marine debris. Yep. So that's, that's, uh, our situation is bottles only up here. Um, cause the wrecks are so preserved. It's, it's crazy, but, um, grabbing the brass, like you, you guys can get to do sometimes is good. So, uh, where do you do most of your videoing? I think you, you mentioned it's the sound, but I think we kind of skipped over that and I want to come back to it. So where do you do most yeah, of your video? Uh, my boat is based in Long Island Sound. Um, I do. I, I my home port is Bridgeport, so um, I, I spend a lot of time in this neighborhood. Uh, at some Bridgeport, point, Long Island, Bridge, right? No, Connecticut. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah, uh, so, we have a Bridgeport here. I wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah, the southern the southern coast of um, of uh, Bridgeport, uh, and then we do shoot over sometimes to the North Shore of Long Island. Gotcha. Um, the North Shore is depending on the substrate is mostly better. I mean, we've had some really good experiences on the North shore of Long Island. Um, they're far enough away from all of our runoff. I mean, we get runoff into the sound from probably up by you guys. I mean, the Connecticut river, uh, we get stuff from Vermont makes its way all the way down the sound. Um, and it's an estuary. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that it's, it's kind of like driving, diving in a drain pipe, uh, it's we've got water that comes in from Hellgate and we got water that comes in from the race. So mm-hmm. it comes in from the Atlantic ocean and it spins around and it does that every, uh, what is it? Six hours, eight hours And it. It never really slows down. So it's not like the South shore Long Island or the coast of Jersey or Boston where it's just, a, you know, tide comes in, tide goes out. Uh, it moves around a lot. So, um, and it's, it's not as salty. So, gotcha. um, we'll have a lot of issues with salt crystals, breaking plates or, or anything like that. Um, it's very brackish. Gotcha. So there's a lot, you know, I go to the South shore of Long Island and I dive for a day. You don't rinse your gear. It's like sand. That mm-hmm. salt, it's just so heavy, but in the sound, it's not as bad with the, with the salt. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we tried one year, we put the boat up in Niantic further East 
um, which was a little bit of a challenge because where I am in the sound, it's very wide. So the currents aren't as, you know, voracious as the ones up further east near the, the narrows. Um, so if when we were up in Niantic, we really had to pick our times and there was no wiggle room. You missed it. You were waiting. Yep. And uh, it kind of made it difficult to dive, um, you know, for timing. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. Uh, any good marine life interactions you've had in the past? Um, well, in the sound, you know, we have the, you know, the usual suspects with the fluke and the flounder and the uh, occasional lobster. Um, blackfish scare the hell out of me. They're notorious for doing it. Um, <laughs> they have a tendency to jump out of the dark. Um, we run into mantis shrimp, things like that. Uh, oh, those are cool animals. All over the place. What's that? Those are cool animals. I like those a lot. They're super intelligent. And yeah. There's certain mud flats. Uh, there's one wreck uh, that we call the scorpion wreck. It just looks like scorpion from the sonar. But mm -hmm. if you go off the wreck, there's these mud flats, and it looks like whack-a-mole. There's little two-inch holes everywhere, and they just stick their heads out, and they just stick their heads. It's, it's wild um, and super smart animals. Um, we did have an encounter with a whale uh, off Cape Cod uh, where we dove, dove with canned air which is uh, no longer in, in service. Uh, Captain Wayne Gordon took us up there. It was kind of a, uh, he invited me up. He went to like a private thing out of, uh, I think it was Harwich. I think he put the boat there for like a week and I was able to get up there for two days. And he, he's great. He's like, yeah, we are diving where the sharks are. So, you know, it is a factor. So we ended up going up there and uh, we tied into some wreck called, the, I think it's the mystery schooner, which I think is the video. And, um, when we dove that rack, there were all these humpbacks, just, you know, fluke, flukes coming up out of the water and, and coming up for a breath real close to the boat. So the first two guys went down and tied in. Second two guys did their dive. And then Captain Wayne said, you go down and film your video because you'll be by yourself. And I'll come down about 20 minutes after you because I'm going to disconnect and believe. So we get in the water and, you know, I do my video and, just gorgeous colors over off of Massachusetts. I mean, it's comparable colors to Florida. It's just cold. Yeah. Um, but on the way up, I'm at about maybe 60, 70 feet hanging out. And I see this big white thing kind of go just outside of my, you know, field of vision. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's a white shark. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> this is not what, for some reason, I just, you know, go like that with the camera to try to get it closer. And so it'll see it. And I'm watching it, and it, it, it didn't move like this. It went kind of like this. It was like a weird, weird movement. Uh -huh. And then I realized it was it was a white pectoral fin from a humpback. Oh wow! And then you could see you could see the whole whale, and it was pretty close by. And then I tried talking to it and find an emo. I didn't <laughs> yeah. get a response. No, no response. It, it made for good video. Yeah, that works. Uh, a couple of the guys were asking about moon snails. If you've seen any moon snails in the Northeast, and uh, if you've filmed any. Yeah, some of the moon snails are, are they're they're pretty uh they're they're, they're out there. Some yeah. can be uh very aggressive. They're aggressive moon snails. Uh, so you have to be really careful with the moon snails. Uh, you know, and, and to film them, it's it's somewhat of a cinematography uh cinematography cinematographic. That's sorry, uh, cinematographic challenge. I because see. Because if you do disturb them, in the shell they go, and that's the end of the moon snail. Oh, geez, that's that's not good at all. I love my friends. 
<laughs> they're hilarious. Um, they're on here. They're chirping away in the corner. You'll see it later on. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, what is, I guess everybody's kind of got that, that best video, that crowning achievement kind of what, what is one video that you really are, are proud of that you've hit, that you've produced? Um, if you can think of one, um, that really is kind of the heavy hitter. Um, and I'll grab the video and throw it up on the comments, but, um, yeah, the one, the one video that I think has done the best, um, is the eight, five, three. So we, we dove the 853 with uh, canned air. We did it two separate times. So the first video has done exceptionally well. Um, it's got a fair amount of, of comments. And, um, you know, that, that one, I think, is probably is the top of the heap for this neck of the woods. Um, San Diego videos are cool. People are really interested in that one. Um, there's one where it's mostly the outside. And then there's a little bit of some light penetration on the second Um I mean, my favorite one is the Bell one, but that's okay. Uh, the uh, the airplane is interesting. There's one called Aftermath of a Plane Crash, which is a um, it's a wreck in about 100, 105 feet of water in the middle of the sound, and that's all intact. That was interesting. We, we made a couple of runs out to it. First two, we got some issues with uh, topside challenges with wind and just not really comfortable with, you know, we don't really hook in like they do in the ocean because you sometimes can't see the wreck until you're about two or three feet away from it. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the wrecks that we have here are so old and deteriorated. You don't know what you're tying to and the boat might be, you know, down the road a piece when you come back. So, um, you know, the, the, the UA five, three has done really well. Um, there's, there's a bunch, uh, I like the Chester polling video. I mean, that's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, it was, that was a really interesting ship just because of how it's laid out. I mean, it's just one half of the chip, the ship. And if you go to one side, it looks like a cross section. It looks like somebody just took a knife and sliced the ship in half. Um, but yeah, the Marine is probably the tough one. All right. Let's see here. So you eight, five, three, you're saying. Yeah, and episode one, I think, is the biggest. The second one I, it hasn't gotten as much traction. I just think it has to do with the search engine stuff. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I also don't – some of these people uh, on YouTube, it's almost like a science to get people to go from one to the other. Yeah. Uh, sometimes sometimes people I've – had, I've had fishermen who got snowed in and said, I watched your videos for three hours. They just watch them one. I think binge watching. It's like potato chips. You just can't have one. Yeah. And they just keep coming. So. Yeah. I mean, how many videos do you have? Um, I, I think there's like 170. Yeah. But again, some of these, you know, they may not take your fancy. Some are wrecks and some are lighthouses. Some are, you know, rock walls and, right. you know, places to dive. Shore water, shore, shore dive and stuff. Yeah. Try to get a mix of everything for everyone. So that's. You yeah. Know. You know what I mean? You got to start somewhere and get to where you want to be. Yeah. And it's not all the 100% amazing content all the time. Um, we got to get you up. Yeah. We got to get you up to Alexandria Bay and get some videos with you up here. So even yeah, if it's not the up other, your boat. The thing that I'm, for the website, if you go to squallsmarine.com, the thing that I'm most proud of that I think has the most traction, I think it's been viewed like, I, I don't know if it was a hundred, I, I haven't looked, but it's been viewed quite a bit. We have an interactive dive map. So if you go to the website and you click on dive map, you can 
it's like a Google map, Google Earth map. And if you zoom in and out and you move the map around, you see all of our all of our little shark heads yep. are all over the map. And uh, you can click on that shark head at that location, and there's a link that corresponds to the wreck that's in the neighborhood. Nice. <laughs> so um, a lot of the stuff out in the in the deep stuff, like way offshore, that's stuff that we completely forgot the numbers, so we couldn't plot them crap or crap. Uh-huh. So yep. that's we just put you guys forget answer. a lot of stuff. Goudreau uh, doesn't even know what dive what uh what Rexy's diving right now. <laughs> oh, Goudreau! <laughs> yeah, we forgot everything. Yep. Uh, uh, John Craig's asking, uh, what are the temps in Viz run through the year in the sound? Uh, doesn't get lower than thirty nine. That's as low as cold as it's gone in, say, like, early spring, you know, February or March, like right now. Right now, I mean, we've had a mild winter. It's probably in the 40s right now. But for the most part, I go into a semi-dry and stay in it after 55 degrees. But we've had I've had the sound as high as 75, almost 80 on hot summer days. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for the most part... I'd say at depth in the summer between 60, 60, maybe, maybe 65. Um, there's thermoclines, but, um, for the most part, it's manageable. I mean, if you get, if you dive in the sound and, you know, obviously it's anything else, if you're diving in cold, you're going to dress appropriately. Um, but it's, it does change around a lot. So it's not consistently cold. Like, I mean, I, I was diving off of Gloucester in August one year, it was like 45. And oh, wow. uh, the sound, because the sound is, the water's moving around, but it kind of stays in there. And uh, it doesn't, it, the temperature in the summer is pretty warm. And uh, obviously in the winter, it's, you know, a little cooler. Nice. Uh, just uh, give me one second. I think we're getting computer issues. There's a little bit of a, of a skipping going on here. Um Let's see if I can fix it. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, We will. Yeah, it looks there's a little fogginess going on, like somebody's jumping in. Um, I don't know. We'll just keep going. Oh, wait. Uh, Might have resumed. Oh, 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 there he is. Oh, look at that. Oh, look. hacked in. I don't have no clue how he got in here. <laughs> Jeff, you got to put your credit card in. Dennis, I have an important, I have an important question. I, I would like oh, to know, shoot. and I think the world would like to know, if, if you've ever had sex with one of your deckhands, and if and if you have, what was his name? <laughs> this is a family show. This is a family show. Uh, oh, boy. But I want I, you to know some of the guys had some really, really bad questions to ask you, so you're lucky that I'm here and they're not. Fair enough. Oh, Lord. Like I said, most carter boats are floating locker rooms. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Dives, what is your favorite snack on the grill? Ooh. 
what's my favorite I, sometimes i've had uh i've had uh scallops but i i tend to cook them incorrectly Oh yeah, hot dogs, hot dogs. That's what you want, hot dogs. That's what you want. Too funny. Jason Dennis said down. Oh geez, I guess it was two years ago now. We didn't get down here last year, and uh, yeah, no. I know some of the other guys did. And he, he really has. Uh, he's got a great setup down there and a great boat, and uh, he's a hell of a nice guy. Yeah. Say so, Jeff. Uh, and Jeff. Jeff. Dennis gave me to say that. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Goodrow, just so you know, has the thickest skin in the Northeast United States. So I went out with Squalos Marine. It was the best day ever. It was a long way out, but it was the best day ever. <laughs> you didn't finish. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, Dennis has made a series of videos, uh, like some of them Facebook won't even allow, uh, of <laughs> I mean, I'm Jeff Goodrow, uh, and, and I, I really think, you know, when you were asking him what his best video was or what his biggest hit, I really think that series has been great. I know everybody. Well, yeah, that. probably better than the 853. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's completely underscored in his repertoire. Come on. Did, did, did Dennis send you the, the link for the all of his, uh, his, uh, his uh, I don't the, even know what the right word was. The Goodrow Showcase? Yeah, yeah, the Goodrow Showcase. I believe I got it, but I don't. Um, I don't know if I have it accessible to put up on the live view here. So we'll find it and put it up there. It's hilarious. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Just so you know, you might want to get that bathroom tissue out of your backseat. Yeah, everybody's everybody's coming. Where'd you get that, man? Come on, nobody's got any. <laughs> too funny that's great um yeah whatever it's it is probably gar no one we're not open we're commanded to be closed i don't know who's calling <laughs> it's ridiculous um so i'm just sitting in my shop pretending that i have stuff to do um one of the questions we got what wrecks are you planning in north carolina with whom and when uh i have a friend of mine who's down in moorhead city um he has a private boat um we'll probably dive with bobby edwards in the atlantis while we're down there because he's a great guy he's got a great operation uh him and renati are great people highly recommended um probably stop in and, and do a dive or two with olympus but um there's a there's a bunch of stuff down there uh probably do the staples you know the shures and the crib sea and all that stuff uh i'd like to get the 352 done just you know to add it to the catalog um, you know, and, uh, we also plan on checking out some other stuff that may or may not be well known. <laughs> so, uh, my friend down there, we like to go after, he was a, a diver I used to work with up here a lot. And, uh, we work well together in the sense of, he understands that I'm competent on the top, uh, you know, run the boat and he's a CCR guy. So I'm fine with him being by himself. So it works, uh, works well. And, uh, We'll be down there in theory, depending on you know what goes on with the rest of the world. Um, kind of would have liked to have been down there already, but it's a lot warmer. 
But uh, so that's what we are kind of planning for North Carolina. But again, that's up to what the world wants to do. Yep. How mobile are you with your boat going around and is it, I'm assuming it's trailered or is it looks. I keep it. I keep it in the water. I keep it on a dock. Um, I, I prefer not to trailer because my trailer is not the best. Gotcha. Um, I also don't have a vehicle that can bring it all over the place. Um, when I do get a trailer, the, 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 the thing that I have that's somewhat difficult is, is finding surface help uh, or finding people to go with. Um, I go, you know, sometimes at a moment's notice, but a lot of my buddies that kind of like Jeff, you know, he's up New Hampshire. It's a little bit of a ride for him. So, uh, and it's also difficult to plan. Uh, sometimes when people get blown out in the ocean, we have an option in the sound. So um, at some point, I, I'd like to get a new trailer for the boat. And then uh, if I get a new trailer for the boat, then I just got to find a friend with a pickup truck. And then we could, could go up to the South Shore. We can go wherever we want. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm pretty much out of Bridgeport. Nice. You know, it stays in the water. Nice. Uh, question. John Craig, yes, it is wet whiskey. Um, since we are starting this whole dram of diving, thanks to... Aaron and and uh, Eric Fine and a bunch of other people. Apparently, we are drinking whiskey with every single presentation or with some of them. So I had it sitting here, so I grabbed myself a little dram of whiskey. Of course, there is. Um, so back on track from there. Uh, so what do you need to be able to do video stuff? Um, like traveling around. So say if you came up to St. Lawrence River with us, what would you need in order to be able to do a video series from up here? Uh, just a couple days on a boat. Couple days you, know, on a boat? I, you know, that's all, all I, you know, I mean, I, uh, I had, I had worked some, some things with some charter boat captains where, um, I try to promote the charter boat industry. Yep. It's in rough shape to, to be quite honest. A lot of the boats that are in my intro are gone. Um, and that was filmed, I don't know, four or five years ago. What I've been seeing a lot more is a lot of, you know, people have their private boats and people are, I know divers that have literally bought boats just so they can dive. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the, what the, the challenge is, but um, they're just, it's, they're hard to come by nowadays. Yep. Um, so what I did was during my seminar, I offered free tables to any the charter boat in the region or wherever they were. I'll give you a free table in exchange to let me dive on the boat, which in turn I would film two wrecks that you you go to and I'd showcase your boat. Yep. And a couple guys took advantage of that. So anything I can do to help them, it's it's really no skin off of my back. It's a table and I'm trying to promote them. The more people more, I, I want the boat to stick around because there's certain parts I can't get to without a charter boat. Um, and uh, that's kind of, you know, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to ask for any kind of com promotional consideration right? when everybody's hurting. Yeah. So nine times out of 10, I mean, if I had an opportunity to get up to, you know, Alexandria Bay, I just go up, film, put the videos out. And then uh, at the end I put, who I went with, nice. you know what I mean? Like, or I'll say it in the video, we're out here with so-and-so and, -so and yep. such and such, and we're on the wreck of the so-and-so. Um, I try to showcase the entire experience from getting on, getting on the boat underway, going down the line, looking at the wreck and coming up. So it's kind of like a virtual dive with a, as I say to my friend, Peter, a rustic, rustic filming style. <laughs> so <laughs> I like it. Um, 
Apparently Ross is offering up, and I, I believe this is what's coming, the mobile command bus to uh, come and I, I'm assuming he's, I mean, he's typing it in all caps. I believe that he means that he will be willing to drive you and others up here to go video is what I'm hoping that that's what that means there. Yeah, so good. I got the travel figured out. There you go. And I can get the... If we could, if we could just start the GoFundMe now. Yeah. Lawsuits and the arrests. <laughs> yeah. we'll be way ahead of the All game. the ridiculousness, yeah. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, the the panda wagon is as Jeff calls it. All right. Um, so yeah, we'd love to have you guys up or you up or whoever. Um, what are you doing most of your videoing on? I just using GoPros. I'm okay. just filming GoPros. I have an old version of Pinnacle that I use to do the editing. Uh, they like to update it and make it better, which means that they completely revamp it and it's like learning all over again. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've got a really old version that I'm relatively proficient at and uh, I try to keep it alive. I refuse to update. So um, I've gotten some, I've gotten like kind of templates. It's really, there's only so many moving parts on a video. It's just kind of a process, but um, it used to take a long time to do them and now we can do them pretty quickly. Nice. That works. Yeah, just GoPros and a couple of uh, um, like solo lights and uh, big blues that we use. It's not, you know, high high society filming like some of my uh, friends do. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I got a, I have a bunch of Sea Life stuff that if you brought up, we could we could go ahead and grab and utilize also some of the bigger lights and the uh, if you want to use it. And I've got a, the, one of the RM4Ks actually um, that if you wanted to try that out, be more than willing to let you do that. So. Um, we can try that wherever. Um, so I think the entire, I think you touched on something important. I want to come back around it. I think the entire industry is going to, including like you were saying, the, the charter boats, it, the entire industry is going to be kind of hurting um, and going to need a kick in the butt come whenever it is, um, spring, summer, whatever it ends up. Um, that includes charters. I mean, but it seems like charters are selling out too. Uh, it seems like it's hard to get on a charter and that. What are you guys seeing in your neck of the woods for all that? Well, in the state of Connecticut, um, I, there's not very many operations. Um, I know that there's some operations on the South Shore. I know uh, Halftime, uh, Captain Ralph, he's, um, I want to say, he's, I might be Mariches, but you can find him. Uh, look up Halftime Dive Charters. It's a great boat. He's repowering the boat as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, great captain, really low pressure. If you want to leave a little later, he has no problem with that. Nice. So you don't have to leave at like, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you know, um, <laughs> sea turtle, the sea turtles, another great boat out of Montauk. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Seahawk is, is running out of, I think Baldwin, New York. Um, the, I know there's the independence in New Jersey. Um, and the gypsy blood. I haven't gotten down to New Jersey. I'm, I'm hoping to do that this year too. Uh, one of my friends used to crew on a lot of boats or I think he still does. Uh, down in Jersey. So he's trying to, you know, get me out there and, and get on some different things. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, Boston Scuba is another one out of Boston. Yep. And I think, I think Cape Ann is still running out of Massachusetts and Gloucester. And I, uh, what's the other one? I think it's dive boat one. And I think there's another, I think I'm, I'm trying to remember the other one. Gauntlet, Gauntlet runs are primarily technical, I think. But I think they mm -hmm. do, you know, I guess, you know, you charter the boat, you charter the boat. But, um, you know, anything that I can do to help these charter boats keep going, uh, you know, we kind of got to circle the wagons. And 
see if we can help each other out. Um, and uh, one thing that I kind of want to touch on that I think maybe something that people overlook and I, I see two very different segmented types of divers. Mm -hmm. uh, I see divers that are um, short diving only. That's their skill set and the tropics. And I then I see the, some of the offshore stuff that scares the hell out of the shore diving people. And I don't, I, I think, and again, I'm just talking out loud. If there was some kind of a stepping stone, you know, to get on the boat, that's maybe a 50 foot dive or a 40 foot dive. It's not super sexy and you're probably not going to get any brass or see anything, but to get these people familiarized with the charter boat ops. I know that there's a new, um, there's a new artificial reef all on the South shore. There's a whole bunch of it. Uh, it's artificial. It's great. It's 50, 60, 70 feet of water. Um, I think that that might be some way to fix the, the lack of, of people taking advantage to some of the deeper stuff like the Oregon and things like that. I yeah. think that scares the heck out of people who are um, just doing shore stuff. Um, you know, a stepping stone, basically, for lack of a better term. I just, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people that do shore diving and they, they may just like it. Yep. But I think that there's a fair amount of them. I've had a couple people tell me where are the shore dives in the sound. And I can't even offer it yep. because I don't really know. Um, but to, to, if there was a way for divers who are doing the shore stuff to, to get onto a boat, because I, I know a lot of people that are just, they're scared about the depths and being way out there. So, I mean, there's, I mean, I've taken people who've only been diving, I don't know, two years and I'll plop them on a wreck in 20 feet of water. I'm not even a mile from my Harbor and they're happy as a clam. Yep. And you know what? I'm not a charter op, but if a charter op said, Hey, if I could take two people and go two miles out and still get my half day charter, you know, I don't know how many hours, whatever it is, that's, you know, the comfort zone. People got to right. take baby steps. I just, I don't know. It's just proof of thought out there, you know? Well, it's, it's a, it's a willingness to accept new divers in. It's, it's a encouraging new divers. It's, you know, it, the, it's some people, it's hard to remember that first step onto a boat. Um, you get yeah. so much, um, that I've got mixed feelings. On, I've had mixed feelings through the years of the boat diver specialty that everybody says, Oh, that's garbage. You're just jumping off a boat. Well, you know, sometimes people have some intimidation factor going on there. Like, yeah, some of, some of the boats are super easy. And then other ones that I've got on them in like, even me with some experience going, what in the, how the hell do I get off this thing? How, how am I getting back on this thing? Who's here? What are we doing? Like, it's just, it can, it can here's, be nerve wracking. Here's the other thing that I've picked up from going on charter boats. You'll meet some of your longest and oldest friends from going on a charter boat. These are people who are looking out for your life. These are people who are, are basically trusting you to keep an eye on them and so on and so forth. But the other thing is this, um, you learn so much by diving on a charter boat and meeting other divers. And I'm sure that if you go on, you go on a charter boat and you're brandy new, there's a guy in a CCR looking like he's going to the surface of the moon. Mm -hmm. It could be intimidating. But to be honest with you, a lot of these people are some of the nicest people. And if you ask a question, they'll help you. Yep. Um, I've asked, I've been, I, I've been on charter boats years ago 
Well, I was seeing equipment that I didn't understand. I was like, what do you use that for? And they'll explain it to you. Yep. Hey, you get it once in a while, you get a real, you know, rock eating type of guy who gives you a hard time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever, there's always going to be them. I mean, everybody's read comments on the internet, right. but, um, you know, but for the most part, you'd really be surprised, especially people who, you know, if you're a jerk to a new diver, you're hurting the industry. Yep. You really are. And, um, you know, it's not necessary. Uh, part of the, some of the stuff that I try to do in my videos is make it friendly, low pressure. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Um, on all kinds of videos that will try to act like they're doing something, you know, out of control. I mean, the reality shows there's always a failure. Right. There's always a crisis and it's for ratings so that they can break right. right before the commercials. Yeah. And it's not really the case. I mean, with, with, with proper training and proper equipment for maintenance, you know, you're in, I'm still knocking wood, but anyways, you, you, you really do have to, you know, go out of your way to make some mistakes that are worthy of breaking for commercial. Right. So, uh, yep. you know, and, and those reality shows, they really hurt the industry. These movies that come out, they hurt the industry. They're ridiculous. I mean, uh, a lot of the stuff, the 47 meters, I'm like, I saw like 90 things wrong in the trailer. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and but people, people think this stuff is, is, is right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's it's tough when you've got Hollywood against you. Yeah, yeah, that's if somebody's like, "Oh my God, it's so crazy deep, forty-seven meters." Would you even consider ever going there? I'm like, "Yeah, last weekend." <laughs> like, yeah. Like, all right. But, yeah. you know, full, full face mask with aluminum media. Right, yeah, yeah, fun. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. No bailout, no nothing. You're good. Just go. You're good yeah. to go. Yeah. So first time. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in, good. In, in a steel cage that's. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. <sinking>. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Um, what new projects are you working on? Um, what do you, I mean, everybody's kind of on a shutdown right now, but besides delivering seafood meat, what are you, what projects are you working on? Well, I mean, uh, I, we, we've got a few projects. Um, we're kind of researching something that, you know, we'll way maybe, I don't know, work on something, but, uh, you know, uh, again, I'm looking forward to North Carolina and New Jersey this year. Um, I'm really trying to populate that map, and I, you know, if we can get up there uh, with you folks, yeah. I'd like to get some stuff in the lakes. Um, you know, I, I, I what I'd like to do in the next couple of years, I'd like to get over to Scapa, yeah, do some stuff in Scotland. Um, I'd like to get up to uh, Canada, do some stuff uh, on the um, yeah, the name eludes me, the uh, Bell Island shipwrecks. Oh yeah, I'd like yep. to get up there and do some stuff up there. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I've had a couple aspirations on, on the West Coast, um, the Yukon and stuff like that. Just a matter of logistics, the time and getting out there. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I, I like showing the wrecks. Um, I, and I'm, I'm trying to have somewhat of a, uh, not, I would, it'll never be comprehensive, but right. a, a, as much of a database on, on just what it looked like. What's really interesting is that we've filmed wrecks like down in, in like the Bahamas that are completely different now after the, the, the hurricanes have gone through. Yep. Um, we've a couple other just uh, points of interest. We filmed a few wrecks in the sound. Um, one was called the Celtic, which sank in 1984. And another was called the Gwendolyn Steers, which I think was sunk in 1961. But there were losses of life on both vessels. Um, 
when I put the videos up, I didn't know the history. I didn't know there's incredible amounts of history on the Gwendolyn Sears that would blow your mind. I have a gentleman, if, you, if, if you're interested in interviewing in regards to like presentations and things like that, this guy gives an incredible presentation about the history of the Gwendolyn Sears. She used to be a presidential yacht at one point. Um, but when it sunk, um, there were, I think, I think six or nine guys lost. I believe it was six or seven on the Celtic. Um, but when we put the videos up and we, we you know, kind of put it out, for the public's consumption, I started getting comments and people reaching out to me, one of which was a woman whose father was lost on the Celtic and you know she, it was coming up to the anniversary of his death and, and she typed it in to Google and our video came up for the Celtic and she um, never saw the wreck of where her father ended up and uh, she watched it and she left this really huge comment about her feelings and about how you know what transpired from the other end um and then her brother posted something about his experience how he was in like a, on a freighter somewhere i think in the gulf of mexico and the coast guard called him and told him that his father was lost at sea and it's, it's a very interesting comment i believe it's still up there um the gwendolyn steers the granddaughter of the captain contacted me after watching the video asked me where it was and things like that and wanted to get certified to go dive it oh, wow. um i I recommend I, you know, referred her to a dive shop out on Long Island and uh, wasn't sure if there were any ops that, that ran out to the, the steers anymore. But, um, you know, there's lots to there's lots to see and, and, and lots to explore just in our little estuary. Make my, my job too easy. You're telling me everything I've been writing down my questions for. So you're giving me good transitions. Um, so what is i'm not sure if you're gonna have a good answer for it or not but um what would be the one shipwreck if you could do it that you really want to see um that you haven't seen and maybe one that you'd like to do again um one that i have anything on the bucket well, my list project but that's yeah we can't talk about that <laughs> yeah, you're project. a new england diver i can't talk to you about anything you're doing <laughs> yeah um i mean you know, I, I, I'd like to get back to, I, I hit it a couple of times, but it, it, we, we didn't, I didn't have a productive dives. I'd like to, and I'm, I'm planning on going back to the Oregon um, on the South Shore. I think that once we film that, I think there's some, some really interesting stuff. And again, that's within that 130 range. Um, there's a lot of stuff to see there. Um, that's one that I, I really want to hopefully get out before the end of the year. Um, you know, that's, I think it's got I think it's nine boilers and the engine. It's massive. Um, Ross was talking about yeah, that. Ross I, messaged in with that one. Yeah, that's a. I'll, you know, I, I may end up doing that with uh, Ralph on the halftime, um, and we'll just get the boat. Um, but yeah, I, I really I'm really interested to get back there um, to the Oregon. Um, I'm looking forward to North Carolina. And, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of. I'm sure that there's a lot of. Um, I, I try to get the staples, like the stoles and, and, yep. and things like that. But I also, you know, the, the thing that's difficult for me is I don't want to film repeats. Yep. So I, um, I'll, I'll do repeats on wrecks that are sizable, like the 853 and, and the San Diego. There's lots to see on wrecks like that. But like um, some of the wrecks, it's difficult because the names are what fill the boat. Mm -hmm. So 
if people say, I'll go to the Diego, I'm going to go to the Diego. My, my motivation is different than most people because I want to film different things. Yep. So it can be difficult for me to plan trips. So going up with yeah. you, everything I'm going to do is brand new. Right. Um, you know, locally, it's tough yep. um, to get on things other than the 853 and, and the Diego and, and things like that. So, um, you know, that's that's my largest challenge is, you know, I mean, the solution is get the boat, but six people are a lot to get together. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, the Oregon is probably the thing I really want to get back to the most. Nice. Yeah. Ross is apparently excited about that. There are nine boilers to be specific. He has counted them. Apparently he is, I don't know if he's trying to take one home with him or what the deal is, but um, again, to recap for the people that are watching up here off of the coast, you can take stuff because it's going to disintegrate anyways, where we are, it's preserved. You leave it alone. So to clarify that whole. Technically <laughs> it depends. It depends on the waters you are in. Technically, yes. And the states. Yes. <laughs> so, say la vie. Fair it's enough. always good to leave it. It's always important to leave it for other divers to look at. Uh, they can share the experience. That's the probably the best default position that I pretty much take. Again, beach cleanups are one thing. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Very nice. Um, so I guess you said you'd want to go back to the Oregon, but what's one um, one wreck that is just on your mind that's a bucket list wreck that you, or dive in general or location that you just is complete bucket list for you that you have to go to and you just haven't been able to get there yet? I've been, I've been, I've been chipping away at trying to make it work logistically to get the scap up. Nice. I, I mean, I have, I have some friends, I have some friends that will let me stay who live in Indonesia so that I can dive in Bali and Densbar. Mm -hmm. I'd rather go to right. Scotland. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, it's two wildly different experiences. Um, you know, I mean, at some point, you know, I'd like to go out and do some diving, you know, and see some of the white sharks off of Southern California and the cages. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the big fish are, are cool to look at. Um, but Scapa is kind of like, there's a couple of, um, I have a friend who recommended a liverboard out in Scotland. Um, and these, some of these boats are, they're just gorgeous. It's yeah. like a cruise ship with the food and the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And you just, you don't even have to leave the boat. You stay on the boat. Yeah. Um, and it's not cross prohibitive. You know no. what I mean? It's, it's getting there is, is a wrinkle and then the timing and, and, and the booking. Um, but they're, they're actually, you know, well within the range for a liverboard. Yep. Um, so, um, you know, maybe someday. That'll be great. I'd love to get us on another continent. Yeah, that's a definite. Um, I've been trying to get out to Scapa also. I uh, just haven't quite put together logistics. We had a truck trip that was supposed to go um, on Tuesday um, or next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Um, a week from today, we were supposed to be leaving for truck, but that got canceled, um, clearly. So that one's still on the bucket list. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I could do the. I don't know if I could do the air travel to a truck. No. <laughs> uh -oh. Climbing up the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. A long flight. Matt Glass wants to go to Scotland also because there's Scotch in Scotland. Um, clearly, he's thinking. I think, I think that's why they came up with the name. Yeah, I think that he, he's <laughs> his deductive reasoning is impressive currently. Um, but his also his whiskey collection is actually impressive. Also, um, he sent me a picture of it. Uh, so. 
your dive map is one of the biggest things you've been looking at. Um, and your videos are excellent. You've got a, uh, website, uh, You've got Facebook, you've got YouTube, you've got Instagram. Um, what is, yeah. Um, the, the best resource of those for people. And I'll put that up here. Um, but what, what are those is the, the one that gets you, I don't know, the, the, most notoriety helps you out the most, um, where they should see it the easiest to use, whatever. Well, the YouTube channel is really where everything kind of ends up. Um, but the thing is the website itself has more than just the videos and the dive map. There's another section about news and data, and that links to a whole bunch of other sites. Um, our friend Mark has a site, um, underwater sound survey, I believe. And he's got incredible images of sonar that he takes with his client. Um, he's going to be coming out with us. We're going to be putting out a video, you know, provided the weather and, 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 and the world behaves, but we're going to do a video about his client and how it works. We're going to scan some wrecks in the sound and we're going to talk to Mark a little bit about how it works and how to interpret things. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, but the, um, there's other places, New Jersey, I think it's New Jersey scuba net, uh, is another yeah. site. Um, there's a, uh, rec Valley, uh, Dan Berg has a site up there, um, with all kinds of data that I don't know, these guys are, you know, scuba saints for the amount of time and effort and research that these guys have put in and the, the, just the collection of data that these guys did, you know, because of a labor of love. So there's a lot more to, to reach out to if anybody's got websites that, you know, are, are dive related that, you know, talk about neighborhoods and areas and wrecks and history and any of that stuff, shoot us an email at info at squallspring.com. If you go to the website, you can click on contact us and send us information. We'll post links to everything. Um, we're just trying to, trying to drive that conversation of, uh, you know, what can I do here? Um, just to be able to, to bridge the gap between places like Boston and New Jersey and North Carolina and, and Florida and just kind of get people to cross pollinate. It's kind of the idea. Um, the one thing we do is we, we, we try to put dive shops on the dive map as well. So that when you're, when you're clicking on a wreck and you go, I want to do that. And you know, there's a charred boat here and there's a, there's a wreck here. They probably go to this and where can I get my fills kind of all, like you say, cross pollinates. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Ross brought up a good question that I was going to ask you, and I kind of want to um, shine some light on. Ross says, why do you do any of this? You don't make any money. And I, I think he's ribbing on you, but at the same time, um, this is completely volunteer. This, all this, the website, the Facebook page, all the videos, it's all out-of-pocket stuff. Um, uh, what's, I don't want to say what's in it for you, but like what what's, what's your motivation? What drives you on this? It's an avocation, you know what I mean? It's, you know, I think it's Cousteau who said, you know, people will protect what they love. Yeah. You know, so, you know, for my, my, um, you know, my experience, the experience, like if I didn't have my boat, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If I didn't have the ability to dive, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. And there's a lot of people that are, are suffering through that. Um, you know, there's some people that have, you know, will have an issue where they can't, dive anymore and I I, I, I you know I have so much sympathy for those people because I wouldn't know how to handle that mm -hmm. but um to be honest with you it's what I like to do and it's 
you know, the best way to understand it is when you when, when you're a kid and you get that gift under the Christmas tree and you open it up and all your family comes over, like from all over different states, and uh-huh. you just show that every single person that is in the house. Yeah. Because you're like, look at what I this is amazing. This is amazing. And it's a certain degree of passion. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, a lot of people tell me I'm crazy. It's the because, old uh, it's the old slideshow from the family vacation. Yeah. I don't yeah. think any kids now realize what that actually is. Sorry, this thing is this is my puppy. Oh, he is uh, deciding to chew on shoes and some rope that's lying around. So I have to bring him back up here so he behaves. Um, yeah, it's like the old slideshow of the big projector. I probably have to put a picture up so anybody knows what that I'm talking about. Um, but it's like that, right? <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, when, you, when you're really into something, you want to share it with people. Um, sometimes I had a friend of mine tell me, he's like, he goes, you ever wonder why your social life is terrible? And I said, well, I don't know. He's like, you're always on the water. And, and when you're on the water, you're away from people. And then you're underwater with even less people. So to be honest with you, Scooby diving is probably the best thing to do during the quarantine. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's only the people I really want to be with. <laughs> I get right. to be away from the most of the other people. So and you breathe in your own air so nobody can get in trouble. Right, exactly. So Ross actually thinks it's very important why you do this, and he's not ribbing you in any way, shape, or form, which is good. So <laughs> I like that. So, I mean, it's it's commendable, man. Like, that's this is the sort of stuff that we need. The industry needs to... We need to highlight what we have. We have that problem here all the time. I had it today. I was getting, I was getting a physical to get ready to go back to work at the hospital, and they're like, "You can dive here," and I was like, "Yeah." And then the next person in the door goes, oh, "I'm a diver here." Like, how do you, how do you work together and not know this stuff? Like, like, come on. Like, I tell, I, and it's the same thing. I tell people at work that I'm going to be diving this week, and they're like, "Where are you going to Florida?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm going to, you know, Massachusetts." Yeah. And they look, you get nine heads. Yeah. And um, you know, and it's. It's interesting, you know. We were we we spent two days off of the Cape. We we were in, we were in the meal zone. Um, we were in like a hundred foot range and things like that. We did yeah. one. Um, I forgot the name of the wreck. It was a shallow one. It was like 30, 40 feet, and that thing was loaded with fish. And you were constantly, you know, looking around because we were just near um, Montemoy Point. So it's in the neighborhood of the the seal meals. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, it was interesting, but nine times out of 10, I mean, you know, it's just, it's a shame of what you can see and the industry is in such dire straits. Yeah. And I just think it hasn't been rolled out properly. No. I mean, we're up against people diving three feet of water and finding sunken iPhones and yep. JBL speakers and, you know, and God bless them, you know, get those views. Right. But it really, it really is an indication of where society is what they appreciate and what they like. It's what they can understand, you know, that you may understand the value of like an iPhone's eight, nine hundred dollars. So, yeah. you know, you find it, you find it, you know, it's a very, I guess you could say unique type of uh, personality that finds value in a brass valve mm-hmm. because even, you know, if you saw like my friend and I was joke about it, he's like, if you saw that at a tag sale, would you buy it? No, because I didn't find it right a hundred feet down. You know what I mean? So it's just different. It's like um, you know, it's just different. So, and it's, it takes a different kind of person to appreciate certain things. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, that's. But I think part of it is that the short uh, time frame thing. Those shows are fairly short. They're also you know like like you were saying before, where 
Like, all right, well, we're going to make a big deal out of this three-foot dive. Like, really? It's a three-foot dive. Come on, people. <laughs> like, like you're snorkeling, but you put scuba gear on. Um, but they're yeah, looking for stuff. there's a lot stuff. of clickbait and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I think what you're, what you're doing is right on. Um, I wish there was some way we could make it uh, a little more financially stable for you and, and offset some of your costs. I'm not sure how that's going to go in the future for you or what, what how that's going to work. But, uh, you yeah. know, like you said, if there's some way we can, and there's that uh, whole, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, influencer culture. Maybe we could get work on that in some way, shape or form, or we could find a, a, a spot here and there on a charter to make it so that you can do a video and stuff like that. That'd be great, I think. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, we um, we we did make a few videos of dive shops where you meet the owner. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a virtual handshake before you show up. Yep. Um, you get to meet the owner. Uh, we'd like to do something like that with charter boats. We show the in and out of the boat, um, what the boat, you know, what you know, have the captain narrate it, discuss his boat, what they can can't do, and yep. where they go and what they provide. Um, you know, a, a lot of guys run boats don't have time to produce videos and yeah. and do all this social media stuff. So, um, you know, it's kind of a service, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's for me, it's, it's, it's hard for me to, you know, take if, if, if people are having, you know, difficulty. So right. you kind of try to make it work where everybody wins. If everybody walks away from the table happy, it's a good deal. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So. Well, I, I really appreciate what you're doing. I um, I appreciate Jeff giving us the introduction after his, uh, <laughs> which was quite interesting. I was like, what did I step into? But I enjoyed every second of it, so I can handle that. Um, <laughs> but it was comical. Um, but I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we're going to get Trash Panda diving on here eventually uh, and see if we can get him up on this. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I really appreciate everything you're doing for the industry. I think we need we need guys like you. We need things like that happening um, so that the, the shops can survive, so that the divers can survive, so that our sport can survive. Um, and we need to show people what's out there so that when they uh, when they come back to to getting outside and they're rushing to try and find something to do to live their life and, and make a little bit more out of it, that um, wreck diving or diving in general is, is where they go because that's where our real competition is, right, against the other sports and stuff. So. I mean, we we um we get certified to explore and see different places. Why would you go to the same place every weekend? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know I what I mean. Agree. You know yeah. the skill the skill set in the Northeast will work in the Midwest. It'll work in the Great Lakes. It'll work in the Northwest. You know it'll work in Europe. So, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on here and having the opportunity to talk to folks. And um, you know. If anything I can do to help you out, let me know. All right, thanks. We'll get you up to this river pretty soon, so we'll get some videos done. All right, you got any? You got any uh, sunken iPhones in there? Oh, we, oh, so <laughs> I, I have to tell you. So we're ice diving, and uh, I'll, I'll give the abridged version. I was teaching ice diving. I popped up for my next student. And he's like, uh, "Did you see an iPhone?" Or, or you see? He goes, uh, "You got a phone?" I said, "Yeah, it's in the dry box." No, did you did you see a phone? So what are you trying to say, man? I'm cold. Like, I know you're cold. Like, what are you trying to say? He's like, I dropped my phone down the hole. He dropped his phone down the ice hole. We found it on top of the wreck because we dive on top of the Islander. Well, actually, uh, one other dive shop that was up there found it and called us. It did not work later on, but. <laughs> yeah, no. You can put it in all the rice you want after that. Yeah, exactly. I let him do it, but I was like, I don't think it's going to work. So uh, we tried. So um, 
everybody was saying uh, <laughs> uh, great job on the show. They had fun with it. Um, uh, thanks for being a good sport about Jeff jumping in. Jeff Cadrell, the real Jeff Cadrell. Um, yeah, I think Jeff Jeff could punch me in the stomach, and I couldn't even be mad at this point. <laughs> this point so I figured that was good. So, all right. Well, I really appreciate it. I'll let you get on with your day. Um, and um, thank you. And whatever we can do to help you out, let me know, and we'll get you up here. Okay. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks right. for having me. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.